Hello, I'm Leslie Dudley Corbell, and I'm Diane Doucette Matthews. Welcome to The Mind of a Child, where we explore the social, emotional, physical, intellectual, spiritual development of a child and offer wisdom on these issues. Thank you for joining us. We're so glad you've joined us today. Let's take a deep breath together and settle in and see what we can learn. Yes, I'm excited too, Leslie. We're going to be talking about how we communicate to our kids. And it's interesting how all of us communicate in a unique way. Uh, This is an interesting statistic. 93% of our communication is tone and body language and 7% is our words. I mean, that is very lopsided. Well, I think it's really interesting because when we think about it, we, we're so conscious of the words that we say, and we want the tone, the body language, and the words to all say the same message. Mm-hmm. Because when they don't, when there's a mismatch in our, in our tone of voice and our body language and the words that we're saying, guess which one children respond to? Well, the tone in the body language. Yes. You know, I yeah. know. So we want to see what we can do as parents to put those three things together. What does it look like, sound like? How can we communicate effectively to our children with confidence? Yes. How are we going to be assertive with our children and have them all together? And so that's what we're going to explore today. What's what's the first thought we need to go with, with assertiveness? Well, one of the thought I have too is that when we are assertive with our children, when we um, are able to match our words, our tone of voice, our body language, and we're assertive and we have confidence in that moment, then children relax Mm. and they are free to explore. They Mm -hmm. are free to learn, to interact with others because they know that they can have confidence in us. Yes. And they feel safe in that moment. And what we've been talking about the last episodes is we pass on to them what we have. And if we have confidence and what we're communicating, then they're going to have confidence. So, and I think that's where I have to go back to the Bible Mm -hmm. and God. You know, God has created us a certain way and has given us our giftedness. So if we know that God has created us a certain way and he has a purpose for our lives, and as mothers or as parents, we We know that he wants us to teach our children to love him and to love others. So right there, that's a pretty broad job description. But if we know that that's our job description, we can come to the parenting job, so to speak, with confidence. Okay, so that's what he wants me to do here. And knowing that he's equipped us Mm -hmm. with the skills that Mm -hmm. we need to do. And we have the the directions in the scriptures. Mm -hmm. I mean, I always jump back to Deuteronomy. I mean, we are to instruct them as the day goes. So I just love that, you know, that he has instructed us. Yes, and I think sometimes our personal past experiences, maybe Mm -hmm. the voices that we've heard, the the directions we've heard as a child. We talk about our parenting journey begins when we're children. So maybe those are the skills that we bring to the table sometimes. Yes. And so we want to just take today to kind of, what does really healthy assertiveness look like and sound like? Because maybe you're coming to your parenting journey with those skills on board and those models of those skills, or you've learned it somewhere along the way. Yeah. But 
I know that I did not know how to be an assertive parent. Yeah. Assertiveness was never a key strength of mine, period. And so it's been helpful to me to just to learn what does it look like? What does it sound like? What's the goal? How can I live this out as a parent? Yeah, it could have been modeled for you in a very healthy way, Mm -hmm. but it could have been modeled for you in a very unhealthy way. Mm -hmm. Or I I think of personality too. You know, you could just be a very type A person and dun, 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 you know, you just want to get everything done. You're task oriented. And so everything's just keyed up a little bit. And so you come across a little bit more authoritative instead of just assertive. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to try to define assertiveness. Mm -hmm. And really, I just want to back up a little bit. Authoritative style is really what we're also going for. So those, an authoritative style within a very assertive tone. Yeah. And I used, I meant to say aggressive. Or authoritarian. or Yeah. Yeah. And so we'll clear that up as we go. And that might be another episode too. Yes. But I meant to say aggressive. We don't want to be aggressive. We want to be assertive. Right. And assertive could be with humility. And a lot of times aggressiveness, there's not a lot of humility. And right. I can speak from personal experience in that area. Yeah. So uh, when I did look up the word assertive in the dictionary, just because I was like, okay, let me kind of clear this up for me in my mind. Every definition included the word aggressive. And so I was a little confused. But when we study about it in a communication perspective, it really is very different. Right. So when I think of an assertive voice, an assertive tone, Mm -hmm. I think about, so we sometimes think of it as the voice of knowing. Mm. It's straightforward. It's neutral tone. It states a boundary. It upholds a boundary. And it's really and we're, a Christian. And we're talking about communication right now. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's in a maturity. You're teaching how to communicate in a mature, healthy way. In a healthy way. And I think that's the piece. So mm-hmm. sort of communication means I always own my, my feelings. I own my moment. I state my expectations to the mm, child and yes. I uphold them. Right. I uphold those expectations. So let's kind of contrast that with what might be thought of as a passive voice. If I am a parent who has a passive voice. Speak in a passive voice for us right now. Would you put on your shoes, please? Oh, look, you see, you're making mommy sad. You you said no, or you said you didn't like me, and mommy feels sad now. You made mommy sad. Mm. I'm given all my power as me away to a two-year-old child. And like what you've said to they me have, before, you've given them the option to reject you or make you feel bad yeah. or say no. Yeah. yeah. So I'm giving my personal power okay. away to okay. a child. So what if you said you were a passive, a pa- oh, aggressive? Yeah, let's go, to, let's go to aggressive first real quick and kind of okay. say what that sounds like. So if I'm a parent with an aggressive style. You want me to do that one? Go ahead, go ahead. I'm pretty yeah. good at that yeah. one. I told you to take your shoes off right now yeah. or else, you yeah. know, something so like that. So it's threatening. Yeah, it's threatening. It's, it's overpowering. Right. I'm going to take your power away in this moment, and yeah. I'm going to be bigger, stronger, louder, louder yes. than you so that I, and it comes from this idea that I can make someone do something. Yes. I can make you do what I want you to do by overpowering you. Yeah, but what does that really do in the long run? In the long oh. run, unfortunately, uh, you know, the oldest child is a lot easier to overpower than a younger born child. Girls have been easier to overpower than maybe male children. So, yeah. And it, we don't it, want to say why right now. Yeah. But say what would that 
What's the problem of that? What does that so, do to the child? It could potentially do, you know, one of two different things. One, it can it can help them learn that all I have to do is be bigger, louder, stronger, and I can make people do what I want them yeah, to it do. It can teach them to be bullies. Take some bullies. It can also set up a child to be, well, I'm passive and meek. Everybody's stronger than me. So I'm going to probably do what someone tells me to do. Yeah. Um, is so that they will like me. It takes away their voice. It takes away their voice. And then they they don't think they're worth anything. Yeah. Or, so, yeah, they can so, go either way. Right. Yeah. So that's the difference between the passive and the aggressive. Yes. So now let's talk the assertive. Yeah, so, or even even passive-aggressive before we go on to assertive. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because, let's go to passive-aggressive. Yeah. That's good. So my parenting style early on was, was kind of a passive-aggressive flip-flop. It might be mm. something that sounded like this. Let's do some more passive voice. Put on your shoes, please. Put on your shoes, okay? All right. Who wants to go to the store with me? Let's put on our shoes. Put on your shoes. Do not make me say it again. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm laughing. But, you know, sadly, how many yeah, parents do that? Yeah. Or I'm going to count. Yes. One, two, two and a half. Uh-huh. You know, don't make me call your dad. Yeah, don't make me. Oh, yeah. goodness. And so I just want to take a minute here. We do the best we can with the skills that we have at that time. That's right. We're but, not making fun no. of anybody because no. we've all been there. We've all Trust been me. there. Yes. And so what's wonderful is that we're here trying to learn to do things differently. That's right. Because we want to be the, the best parent that we can that God That's intends right. for us to be for our children. That's and it's right. a process. It's a process. Yes. But when... You're the passive aggressive. What happens to the child? I, I think just the inconsistency, not really knowing what they're dealing with. Why? Why is mommy using her mean voice? <laughs> <laughs> why was she so happy just a minute ago? <laughs> yeah, and so you're not really building in them. We really want our children to have those sort of voices themselves. Well, and then they'll learn not to be consistent the way they communicate with other people. Yeah. You know, they'll they'll not really know how to think clearly. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's so interesting how they learn to communicate even from parents or yeah. the people they spend the most time with. Yeah, definitely. Because they're part of that dynamic. Mm-hmm. They're, they're living it. Okay, I'm excited. Let's yeah, get to yeah. the assertiveness. So what does it look like um, to have an assertive voice or to give an assertive command? And one of the things I always appreciated you talking about, Diane, was how much you all practiced mm, yes. expectations. Yeah, we did a lot of practicing. And I think that kept us out of a lot of situations that would elevate us to be exasperated. Practice it before we went into the store, you know, but on the way, okay, so when we get into the store, we're going to stay in the cart, we're not going to ask for things, you know, just go through the different things. My goodness, it's been so long now, but just go through things that that I'm going to expect of them. And then when we got back out into the van, okay, now let's talk about what do we do correctly? And then what were some things that we may need to be improving on next time we go? The one that I remember doing the most was learning or practicing obedience, And we would do that in the living room and Hank would be on one side and I'd be on the other side and we'd have, you know, whoever I can remember, mostly Courtney, because it really saved Courtney's life practicing this. She would be on one side and would say, Courtney, come on over here. 
and she'd come running over and we'd go, oh, yeah, you, you obeyed, you know. You did it without complaining immediately. And oh, what's the other one? I'll have to fill y'all in on the other one. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. But it was complete obedience. And so we would do things like that, just practice at home with just different expectations that we had of them, which I think all families should do that with their kids because then they know, they know what to expect. And also, it sounded like it was fun. It was oh, a game. So fun. It you was. All it was celebrated a game. It. Yeah. You were smiling, laughing, yes. and so it was really a relationship building moment yes. too. So yeah. yeah, it was. It was real, real fun. Just real quick on the story, we were out in front of the house, and a big truck was coming down the street, and she was running towards the street, and I screamed, "Stop!" And she stopped in her tracks. And if she wouldn't have stopped, she would have been gone. Yeah. You know. So we look at it as. That's what obedience is all about, even mm-hmm. with God. Mm-hmm. I mean, God wants us to obey to protect us. Yeah. She obeyed because she obeyed. I know we're talking about communication, but that was us communicating well, to them. Communi- you know, remember that practicing it and modeling it in a playful, mm. fun, family way just increases opportunities for them to, to learn the expectations. That's right. To learn. That's right. So let's talk about what an assertive command sounds like, an assertive voice direction sounds like. First, let's talk about how do you tell a child what you want them to do? Because most of the time, I think we tell children what we don't want them to do. True. Don't touch. Don't climb on that chair. Don't hit your brother. Don't, you know, just <laughs> don't, 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 don't. 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 <laughs> so the, the one piece I want parents to hear is that children under the age of seven, let's say, so the children we're talking about here, don't, <laughs> don't <laughs> undo the, the contraction. So when you say don't, they, their brain goes to the action word. So if I say don't touch, they aren't undoing the don't. They're hearing touch, touch, touch. That's why I know you have all seen a young child. You're in someone's home and there's something breakable on the table and you say, don't touch. And what do they do? Touch. They touch. <laughs> and they probably look back at you to see if you're watching. Yeah. Like you said touch, okay, yeah, here yeah. I'm touching. Because they can't, don't does not calculate do not. Right, you know, it's right. just like touch, yeah. So we really, That's great. it is so funny. So we really want to focus as much as possible on, well, what do I want this child to do right now? Put so, your hands in your pocket. Yeah, or, put your hands in your pocket. Put your hands behind your back. Look with your eyes. Yeah. Yeah, So and, and that requires some thought on our part. Mm-hmm. What do I want them to do right now? And it'll get easier. I promise it'll get easier. I yes. know the first couple of times I did that, my family would just look at me like, okay, now what's she going to come up with now? <laughs> but yeah, it'll get easier and you'll start focusing on what it is I want children to do mm-hmm. and then give them that very simple command, especially for young children. We want to keep it pretty short. Mm-hmm. You know, give them those action words, say their name, and we want to get eye contact. Oh my so goodness. have you ever, I mean, my family will, will talk to me while I'm reading and I don't hear a word they say. I know. And it's not because I'm not focused on my family. It's just that I'm, I'm engrossed in something else right That's now. Right. That's right. That was a big one for us growing up. When my kids were growing up, look at my eyes. Let me see your eyes. Look at my eyes. I know. Yeah. yeah, so let's talk about that. Because, All the time. Yeah, eye contact is important. So let's talk about some ways that you can get eye contact from a child. So let's say you have a child who is playing with toys and they're focused on that and it's time to go to the grocery store and you want them to put their shoes on and get in the car. So one way to do that is from standing across the room saying, 
Diane, Diane, put your shoes on, <laughs> Diane. And of course, you're, you're over there playing, right, Diane? And I'm like, don't look up, don't yeah, look up. Yeah. <laughs> and, but what is, what is more helpful and more assertive can be to walk over there near you. Mm-hmm. Breathe, real calm. Diane, you're probably going to look at me right there, right mm-hmm. then, because here I am standing right by you. There you are. Put your shoes on. It's time to get in the car. We're going to the grocery store. And so you can obtain eye contact in really intentional ways that create that connection in that moment right there. And I'm going to suggest something else. Mm -hmm. And I think we've talked about this, but I always said five-minute warning. Oh, absolutely. And when they're younger, they don't know what five minutes is. Right, but but it it helps them with that transition. That's a wonderful. Because even as adults, we're we're engulfed in something, Mm -hmm. you know, and just say, we're leaving now. Whoa, 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 yeah. whoa, whoa, wait, let me at least wrap this up, you know. And for children to say, five-minute warning, they, they kind of grow to know what that really means. Okay, well, let me bring closure to what I'm doing. Yes. And then walk over to them and look them in the eye and say, let's go put our shoes on now. Mm-hmm. And you, you may know. want to walk over there when you give them the five-minute warning yeah. to make sure that they hear you. Yes. And, and oh, attending and, and it didn't just go uh, Well, you know, head. for our family, we always, I always made them look at me to answer me. Mm-hmm. You know, if they weren't looking at me to answer, I assumed they didn't hear me. Mm-hmm. When you mm-hmm. answer me, you look at me too. Yeah. You know, eye contact, always yeah. eye contact. So very, very important. Yeah. yeah. And so one thing I like to think about too is let's say that I've given a direction and I realize that I'm that they haven't complied with that. And mm-hmm. so I'm really wanting to go over there and get get the eye contact. I want to be aware of my frustration level mm-hmm. if it's time to go and I'm mm-hmm. having to go over there again. So I'm going to want to make sure I'm breathing, that I'm calm, that my face is relaxed. It's the mismatch, right? Mm-hmm. I want to make sure that my level of frustration is chill and calm Breathe, but just say, help me, Lord. Yep, yep, help me, Lord, <laughs> help right me, this moment. Right now. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I'm really frustrated right now and I'm running late. Yeah, That was, that yeah. was normally my story. I'm running late. Yeah. They have to hurry. But and I don't want them, you know, there's a book, and I don't know the author, but The Hurried Child. Yes. Oh, my goodness, what it does to a child to just rush them. Right. So I was always trying to, it's fine, we're just going to move at this pace. But really inside I'm going boom, 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 boom. My heart is just racing like we're so late. You know, but just to just act like we're just going along, you know. Help me, Lord, help me, Lord. Yeah, and I I think it's um, another way that we can get eye contact from a child if they're playing is also just to notice what they're doing because we're always trying Mm. to help raise their awareness of their surroundings so that they do hear us whenever we're giving them a direction. And so just you're playing, you're building with your Legos right now. Oh, I see you've made a tower. They're going to look at you then too. Mm-hmm. There you are. Five minutes is up. Yep. It's time to go. Every, anytime we can encourage a child and keep building their skills and building their attention and building their focus and building their cooperation by noticing it is, is very helpful. Mm-hmm. Our body languages, our facial expressions, our eye contact, the way we speak, a humility about us, but yet our confidence in the Lord mm-hmm. and what He's prepared us to do. Our posture as in bending down and being on the same level as a child. We have a tendency to ask children to do something oh, sometimes. That's big, yes. Put on your shoes, please. Mm, Put on your shoes, okay? 
you know, I will, no, thank you. Yeah, no, thank you. <laughs> I have heard children say no, thank yeah, you. I mean, like, we're, they're using good manners. No, no, ma'am, I don't, no, ma'am, I don't want to. Yeah. Okay. So it's so I want to kind of kind of throw out this idea of when we give a direction, it's not as helpful to use please and thank you in those moments. Mm-hmm. Yes, we want to teach children manners when there are requests. Pass me the salt, please. Mm-hmm. Pick up that paper, please, and bring to me. But if it's a direction and they cannot say no, thank you, and that's it, it, it <laughs> that's not an option. That's right, not an option. Then you drop please and thank you, and you just simply say the direction. Mm-hmm. Put on your shoes. Yes, and that Excellent. was hard for me with that passive aggressive flip flop. It was hard for me to find that neutral, assertive tone, that voice of knowing that a child would respond to, mm-hmm. and I had to practice it. Mm-hmm. You know. I had to practice saying just any other sort of neutral statement. This is a washing machine. This is a table. <laughs> Put on your shoe. And, and say it in my head. Uh-huh. I wouldn't say all those other phrases to the child, but say them in my head, kind of get that neutral tone going so mm-hmm. that I can transfer it to the direction. You know, I think I'm still working on that neutral tone. <laughs> You might don't interview my kids or my husband, okay? <laughs> Especially Hank. Please do not ask Hank. Neutral tone. Maybe I need to go around identifying objects in the house. This is a washing machine. <laughs> this is a this is a chair. That's great. Get in the car. <laughs> Get in the car. Mm-hmm. And because it again, it just gives children mm. confidence. Yes. And like you said in the very beginning, so that they can relax and just be in the moment. In the present, mm-hmm. that, that they're not thinking about, oh my goodness, mom's upset or mom's this or mom, you know, because there's a connection there. Mm-hmm. Is there a mom, dad, you know, grandmother, grandfather, or babysitter, whatever? What's going on there in their, in their mind? What you know, the tension. I feel the tension because yeah. kids clue in on that. They you do. Know, they really do. They do. So, and you have to sound sure of yourself. I have a great verse that I would love to talk yeah. about, and there's so many that talks about confidence. The one that I was thinking about is in 2 Corinthians 3, where it says, you are our letter, and this is talking about the people that he's writing to, written in our hearts, known and read by all men. But when I read this, I thought about this in our hearts, this is like children, you're our letter, known and read by all men, being manifested that you are a letter of Christ, cared for by us, how we care for our children, written not with ink, but with the spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of human hearts. Such confidence we have through Christ towards God. Not that we are adequate in ourselves to consider anything as coming from ourselves, but our adequacy is from God, who also made us adequate servants. You know, and I thought our confidence, just what it says, our confidence comes from God. And we're writing these these truths on the tablets of the hearts through the Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. on our children. And I just thought that was so beautiful, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, just talking another scripture about confidence. Yeah. So our our confidence comes from the Lord. And I think if we're really set in that confidence, that's going to show in the way we communicate with our children. Yes. We'll have that neutral tone. We'll be able to tell children what we want them to do. Mm Mm-hmm. And then that body language, the tone, and the words are going to blend together. And that's beautiful. Yes. I, mean, that's, I think that's the way, you know, the Lord wants us to communicate with our, the mind of a child. Yes. You know? Yes. Yeah. yeah. 
one takeaway for today I would say would be mindful of how many times you stop and look in the eyes of your child. I know, I remember a time when my kids were young and I was in the car driving my kids back and forth and back and forth. It seemed like I was in the car so much. I really had to make sure, now this sounds, I know this sounds terrible, but with four kids, I had to make sure I had to stop and look at each child in the eye and have a conversation and hold them and hug them And I mean, I know that sounds so bad, but as fast as life got for a few years, it was it was challenging sometimes to look at each one in the eyes. And it almost makes me want to cry right now. But just to make sure that you're doing that and you're just letting them know that you love them, that they're special, that, um, you know, just make sure you do that with your children. Yeah. This week. And especially when giving directions, when being an assertive voice. When you give your child a direction, find that eye contact with them, not in a threatening way, not in a, but just a very intentional, obtain their eye contact, give them the direction with a neutral tone, focus on telling them what to do rather than what not to do, give them the, the direction that you want, and like you're saying, and just practice it. Thanks for listening. Check out our Instagram at the Mind of a Child Pod, or you can email us at the Mind of a Child Podcast at gmail.com. Rock. Well.